This is Adam Jode of Scattered Hamlet, the Alpha Rock Supreme, the American Dream, and you're listening to the one, the only, the Brutally Delicious podcast. Get some, son. So, I had never heard of you guys before until uh, we started prepping for this interview, and I just got my ass kicked. I was driving <laughs> in the car, and I was like, okay, I'm going to turn this on, and I just told uh, uh, Google, hey, play uh, Scattered Hamlet, and they played uh, Shelter. Okay. And I was just like, holy fuck. Fuck. <laughs> that's, I, I, that's usually the track. Like I, I basically tell people here, listen to this song. And if you don't like it, it's like, you're not going to like anything else we do. You know, it's like, right. if you like that, then that that's pretty much what we do. So it's a good, that's a good example. So, so then I got in the house and I was like, okay, I go to your YouTube channel and I scroll down to the bottom to see the latest video. And then I played, uh, I'll talk. And that fucking video is hilarious. <laughs> and it's also a fucking kick-ass rock song. <laughs> yeah, we had fun with that video. That was, that was ridiculous. I'm like, why are they all sitting in a garage with... Are they... Is that carbon dioxide? What the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> we, took, we took all our... Everything with that whole setup was, like, completely, like, a, a ghetto operation. Like, it was... You know, that was us blocking in all of our like fog machines we use for stage. Cause like, like I said, I'm, I, I'm in a kiss, you know? So when we, when we, we try to do like production on stage, I just was like, well, how would a bunch of hillbillies with duct tape in a Walmart parking lot make <laughs> kiss effects? And it's like, you do it with fireworks, fog machines, you know, like just the, the most basic stuff. And, you know, we kind of did the same thing with the video, you know, we had a, a real cool squad that, uh, uh, a filmmaking team called burning ball productions. That's uh that that does that kind of stuff and you know that it was a great match you know we had, we had a really good time you know doing that we did the uh the stereo overthrow video as well they but they did both those for the album and it was it was fun you know like it's ridiculous it's full i just power i just i just can't believe you guys have been around like the earliest video i can find is 2014 how long have you guys been around for well you know it's a that's a safe number we were around a while before that you know like we were yep. working on the demos probably in 2009 2010 but you know then then we you know we went from going out and playing a little bit with with an ep and learning a little bit more about what the band was and then you know probably about the time you saw like 2013 2014 that's when we started touring and stuff and you know ramped up the the operation and kind of you know got our lineup that would start touring and you know going from at the time we all lived in Los Angeles. So, you know, going from like an, you know, an LA based band to, you know, something that was, you know, working on being a national band, you know. But the question I have is how is the hell, how the hell is it just now that I'm hearing about you guys? It's like fucking <laughs> like, I would have killed to find out about you guys in 2014. You know, you know, it's funny. You know what it is? It's because we don't, we've never signed like to a, a label or had a big push or anything like that. So like our, our entire operation has been really punk rock and underground since we started, we didn't intend it that way. It just, you know, it, DIY. It just, 
yeah, it just happened that way. We all came from punk bands and, you know, when the first label passed, we're like, all right, whatever, you know, we just keep doing it. when the first, you know, we've been through a bunch of different booking agencies. And then finally, you know, we got like a, a good management, you know, and they got us like, you know, got us, got us like reeled in a little more, you know, we went right. from, you know, being a little more, uh, you know, business minded about it, you know, and learning actually how this, this, this industry works instead of just like driving around like a freaking bunch of pirates. You know, <laughs> it was like, yeah. Oh, you mean their strategy? You know, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> a good, a good friend of mine, Joe Keithley from DOA. He is I, the king of, he is the king of DIY. Yeah, like. those, those guys, um, you know, we took lessons, you know, uh, from, you know, discord records from, uh, you know, our, our friends run AF records in, in Pittsburgh. And, you know, I just, I, being an old punk rocker, you know, we just f- followed them around and took notes. We didn't really know there was other ways to do this, you know, like, and then, yeah, you know, and it was, uh, and then, you know, when the labels, we started doing well enough that the labels did start coming back around, then, you know, the first thing they want to do is change everything that made you successful. And it was like, you know, the, uh, a really good metal label that I, I love the bands on, you know, they, they wanted me to, uh, just sit down with a team of their writers and just make like algorithm radio rock, like, and just with the, with the hillbilly spin. And I was right. like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. And, you know, and split the pie six ways with a bunch of your producers. And right. yeah, it was just, it was just silly. So I was like, nah, we've been doing well by ourselves. So, you know, we just, not to say that we wouldn't, but you know, if, if it's not right, we'll just keep doing what we're doing, you know, and it's uh, but unfortunately, you know, folks like yourself who have, like it you know don't always get to hear it you know because it's you kind of got to come across this right well as i was waiting to join the zoom meeting i blasted it out to like six people i know already (laughs) 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 i was like because like it we do a lot of interviews and a lot of interviews with newer bands um like we do experienced bands all kinds of we do everything like today we did everything from the bass player from uh, Dire Straits to dude, anybody to, uh, freaking Mark Knopfler has got to be the man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then we did the drummer from uh, Lord's the Cult. Cult. Oh yeah, it's freaking awesome. <laughs> but then we also do bands that have one song out and they're on like a a small metal label. Yeah. So we get we get perspectives from all over the place, and all I got to say is keep doing what you're doing well, keep kicking ass we appreciate it you know and, and and the feedback's been great that's why we keep doing it you know like since stereo overthrow came out a couple weeks ago we we've shipped to like over 40 u.s states like five that's nice. great you know and, and it's like and it cracks me up because like you know some industry people be like hey well what about your spotify numbers i was like i don't know i'm shipping albums and stuff and shirts all over the place so i'm right. gonna go with that right now instead of the you know the mcdouble i can get from mcdonald's with you know a hundred thousand streams you know right, <laughs> yeah. right. <laughs> oh man we have a hundred thousand streams here's your two bucks yeah right. that, was <laughs> most, uh, that was the most you know because one time you know we talked to like a pr company and uh and they got us you know they got us like and these playlists and you know people you need this we get hundreds of thousands of streams and like when I, I i won't bore everybody with the financial details but when i got the check back for this i was like um we should just go back to like selling vinyl and like playing shows <laughs> right that, that wasn't very useful at all for all the effort you know that that you know the return on investment and all that stuff was kind of silly you know so i was like yeah hey, whatever you know what you know but that but that's kind of how this goes you know you just 
you know, maybe for a certain band, that's a good model. Maybe for a band like us, it's not, you know, so you, you just go with, with it, you know. You, you guys kind of seem more like a live band. Oh, yeah. No, not a production band. No. You know what I mean? Like We had to learn it, how to be a studio band. If you if you follow, like, our discography, you could see we got a lot slicker. It wasn't because we wanted to get slicker. We just got better at it, you know, like it right. was, uh, you know. You're not going up with a laptop and hitting and play and then no, jamming along. Yeah, when they're like, you know, we show up, they're like, you, like the, the sound man, we'll, we started playing, you know, pretty good festivals and stuff now. And they're like, hey, you know, do you have any backing tracks? I was like, I don't even know how to program a black backing track. I was, like, yeah. I was like, put a mic on the Marshall. Right. And turn it on in the rock. In the rock and comes let's go. Out. Right. It's, it's not it like that's that's how everybody that I ever listened to did it. I was like, I think it sounds pretty good when Richie Blackmore does it. So, right. Let's take that. Hey, let's, well, let's take that over your, uh, your freaking. I hit play and have a backing track and, you know, said just wasn't us, you know? And, and, uh, and, and I like, there's a lot of bands I like that do stuff like that. But, oh yeah, me too. But, but I, I, we have, I have nothing against backing tracks, no. but there's something to be said about kick-ass rock and roll with just four guys, four or five guys on stage. Yeah. Playing off each other. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's it. You know, like you, you let it go, you make mistakes, it breathes, you know, it's, it's, uh, um, yeah, that, that's our rule. It's like, if, if it, you know, pretty much if, if you're on stage with us and it doesn't have tubes and say Marshall on it, you're not playing guitar. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. I was, I was in, I was in Vegas right. in uh, July and um, I was really excited because I was going to go see Dawkin with George Lynch. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I was just like, holy fuck. But George Lynch actually opened the show with his band. Okay. Which, which was really weird. Um, uh, yeah, but I can't. Remember. It was like he can do what he wants, you know. <laughs> but like, there was three people on stage, and they sounded like a fucking freight train coming at you. And I, I was just like, "Holy fuck!" I, it had been so long. Oh, it's getting dark in here. Sorry. It had been so long since I had seen a kick-ass rock and roll right. band like that. Yeah, and he, like he's a good person to bring it too. You know, I mean, because he's just a very He's a very versatile and, uh, and from what I've learned about him, you know, he's a largely like kind of self-taught guy, you know, that went back in and fill, filled in a lot of the, the space later. And, and, that, and that's kind of the direction that we went in, you know, like I said, you know, we're, we're from punk bands. So we joined bands and then learned to play our instruments. So, you know, right. you know there's a lot of, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, like, and over the years it was like, oh yeah, well, you know, you grew from playing, you know, the three chord punk and being like, man, I want to play some ripping leads and some riffs. So, right. Yeah. Go back and listen to Skinner and, <laughs> and all that, uh, you know. I'm just going to turn the light on one second. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that's that's been our, uh, you know, experience with that, you know. And it's it's funny because sometimes, uh, you know, something that should be obvious to us isn't. <laughs> yeah. Right. Bobby, no. Are you planning on doing the uh, – are you planning on doing the, uh, you know, a full album sort of thing? Are you planning with stereo overthrow or is it going to be the single model? No, we, we actually had the album out. It's been shipping for the past couple weeks now. So we, we have a, we have it on vinyl CD. I, I like albums, you know, like I, yeah, I'll put the stuff out as, as singles, but when, when I, when I write, I, I write it like as an album from tough to finish and I write it like it's on, old school like vinyl it's like this is side one this is side two so when you hear it from top to bottom that's the intended order of the song now so how, how, how much time do you actually spend sequencing then right because that's a whole art form in itself isn't it 
Yeah. <laughs> we've been notoriously slow at it in the past, but we've got, we're getting faster. So it, it's, uh, you know, yeah, we try to take it on a journey and, and, and do that. Like, cause I don't know, like I, I like the, the album model and, and I don't think, uh, I don't think doing the single model hurts the album model. Like if you have good songs on there, it, it works. I mean, like I'm not, not trying to compare, but like take a band right. like Pink Floyd, who is an album band all the way, but you know, like you could take a song like, uh, you know, money or something and they, they stand as a single just as right. well. And, but in, in the context, you know, they fit into everything. You know? Where are you guys located? Um, I live on the West Virginia, Pennsylvania border. Like that's where we are right now. Oh, cool. And, uh, that's where I grew up and we, we live be- between here um, Nashville and Louisville, Kentucky. So like, we're all kind of within a few hours of each other. We usually tour out of Nashville. Is that yeah, all you're not, you're that's not too Appalachia there, then. right? Is that like Appalachia yeah. there? Pretty much. Yeah. I'm in the, I'm Be- the <laughs> it's a beautiful fucking place. Where, where I, are you? I'm sorry. You said you're, I, I live in Loudoun County, North Virginia. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh. yeah. It's the same hillside, just <laughs> different right. part of the hill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it, like, I, I never knew cause I'm kind of new here. I, I grew up in Canada. And I moved to the D.C. area here, um, but I drove down and I came through Pennsylvania, West Virginia, that area. Fuck, it's beautiful up there, man. Yeah, it's it's pretty. The other guys are more city like they like to even though they came from the country, they they live like in Nashville and in Louisville and like and Rich was living in Los Angeles. You know, whenever I didn't have to like live in Los Angeles for music anymore, the first thing I did was move back. You know, my wife and I, we came back here to the hills. It's it's uh I like it. It's quiet. You know, I'm a country boy. It's, it's, uh, and you can crank your fucking app. Oh yeah. I said, <laughs> I, I can, I play in this room. I play my Marshall at stage volume. It's like a giant karaoke machine. So I practice. So nice. I can go shoot my gun out back, you know, or, you know, I, it's, you know, shoot my bows and, right. and uh, yeah, hang out. That's just, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's a little simpler for me, you know, and having, you know, living living in Los Angeles for ten years, it, it was a it was quite a culture shock. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, I imagine. <laughs> it's a it's a, Los Angeles is a different city. Oh yeah, yeah. it was a different world. Oh yeah, yeah. And then there's me. You know, like people would come past my garage, like that that were in the same apartment complex as me, and they'd like look when I'd be in there working on my motorcycle, they'd look at me and they're like are those deer antlers? You know, is that a bow or is that, is that a turkey fan? Right. Like, you know, is turkey feathers. And I'm like, yeah. They're like, well, where did you get those? I was like, I got that one, you know, over the hill from a mom's place. With right. Yeah. <laughs> right. They're like, you shot it. I'm like, yeah, I ate it too. It was really crazy. Right. <laughs> what an idea. I didn't go to the grocery store and yeah. buy my shit. But, the, but you know, that we lived in right on the, like near the beach. So that was, you know, that was as foreign to them as like, to me, the first time somebody took me out surfing and I saw a dolphin fin, I was like, that's a shark to me, man. I'm out. Right. <laughs> I'm out. I'm like paddling back in. I'm like, no, that is a sea creature that's as big as me. They all laugh at me just like I laugh at them for, you know, right. not knowing how to skin a deer, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's something off topic. You ever watch the show Alone? No, I haven't. Oh, my God, dude. It's a show about survival skills. Okay. And, like, so, like, there's one ep- one series on uh, on Netflix, and they they fucking drop them off in the Northwest Territories in Canada. Oh, wow. But sometimes they do Alaska. So they, it's always in the north, and then these people have to hunt and build shelters and everything, but all without tools. They just have to live off the land. Oh, 
that's crazy. I'd be fucked. Yeah. Oh God, I'd be so fucked. Yeah, you, you know what's funny? Like when we go like on tour and stuff, like people look at me and they they like ask me questions about like, you know, outdoors things and stuff like that. I was like, listen, guys, you don't understand. Like in my family, I'm the artist idiot. Like they, they you know, like my, my uncles and cousins, they're good at that shit. Like, you know, those would be the people that I follow out there. But like they look at me and like, you know, I'm, I'm the guy that just would like, you know, they taught me to process deer and to track them because I would never get up early enough to, you know, go hunting or anything like <laughs> right. that. You know, sleeping off a hangover from, you know, playing music. So, yeah, I'm like the weirdo artist. And, you know, so that's it's kind of funny because, yeah, so – some people greatly overestimate their skills at that kind of stuff. I would, I wouldn't last very long. <laughs> right. I would fucking, I wouldn't last two seconds. Yeah. I'd be like, I've seen what to do, but that, you know, I'm yeah. like, I've seen Ingve play Paganini too. And I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nice. That's funny. I, I you- good, if you guys get Ingve jokes, I have an amazing one that only a couple people get. And uh, on my on my one, I started work with Dean guitars, and I had them. One, and I take all the switches out. Going back to the rock, like there's not my guitars are stripped down. Like it's so there's a a switch that's a dummy switch, and there's a Dungeons and Dragon die on it. So when people ask me what that does, it's like this: Ingve can play so many notes so fast he can slay dragons. I've seen it on his album cover. But, <laughs> Since I can't play notes very fast when I just bend and point, the only dragons that I've ever slayed are playing Dungeons and Dragons. So that's how <laughs> I kill dragons. Nice. That's, that's my nice. Aim. Very nice. <laughs> so you 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 pull out all the switches. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, pull. Um, sometimes most of, it's mostly only the bridge pickup, depending on the guitar. It's usually a, a P90 derivative and uh. I, I was a tradition. I was a Gibson guy for for a long time until Dean came along and uh, and, and gave me a pretty, you know, was basically was like, here, take these guitars and don't play Gibsons. And I, Gibson did not offer me that deal. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, I was like, all right, cool, you know. So I, I got them, you know, and we I sat down, you know, I talked, you know, with my artist rep and with you know some of my techs here, and we just start stripping them and you know try to make them sound as close to you know, like the classic stuff that I, that I do. So it's usually just right. a bridge, you know, P90 or a humbucking size P90 with a single yeah. switch. And the other switch then just becomes a kill switch. So when I'm singing, I can flip it off, you know, and kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. on the verse. The guys that the people at Dean are so awesome nice. people. I, I couldn't be more happy with the people that I work with. I, and I, and you know what the thing is too, I, I actually ended up really liking the product, you know, cause you know, a lot of people might just play it on stage, then not play it in the studio. You know, I, I didn't, last time I recorded, I didn't bring my, you know, my gorgeous ES330 Gibson. I didn't bring any of my vintage stuff. I brought my Deans and I, and I got the job done. And right. I nice. thought they were great. You know, good, good stuff. What do you guys, yeah, what do you guys have planned uh, going forward? Any kind of tours in the works or oh, anything? Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually we're, uh, we're, we've got next week, we're going to be in, uh, Akron, Ohio, Philadelphia, and Pittsburgh and do three quick dates. And then, you know, we'll probably take off the rest of the year, you know, and then, you know, next year we're going to come back, um, you know, and, and just, just tour on the new album, try to get to as you know, all the markets that we haven't been getting to, you know, especially with COVID, you know, we're trying to get back out there. You know, we were out there for a little bit in August, you know, had a festival, went out with the band Anna Mortem, you know, we supported them and, uh, 
and that was a lot of fun. You know, those guys are all in Texas Hippie Coalition too. Oh, okay. And yeah, so that's like it's 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 like the guys in Texas Hippie Coalition without Big Rich as the singer. They have another band that gotcha. used to you know be in the. They were signed back in the the day. I forget what label they're on, but but they but they took a break. Then those guys joined THC, and now when they're not THC's not doing stuff, you know they go out as anti mortem. So, you know we've been friends with them a long time. So we're like, yeah, let's let's get out of let's let's get out of here and do some shows, you know. So we. What was it like touring in August? It, well, it was hot in Texas, but you know, the, uh, <laughs> Lord, that was rough. Um, but. You know, it, it was really cool, you know, going to the first festival up in Minnesota, it was rock fest and, uh, oh, yeah. you know, people were ready for that. You know, like the, the, yeah. the day we played, I, you know, there's two stages there. We played steel Panther headlined our stage and the main stage Rob zombie was headlining. So like people are losing them, you know, it was just, yeah. it was just a good yeah. time to be out and we were excited. They were excited. You know, it, you could, you could definitely tell it was, you know, good stuff all around. Yeah. I imagine kind the of probably a bit crazy. stressful too kind of stressful but then you get the energy and it's kind of like oh fuck it let's rock oh yeah and like you know like we said we're we're a we're a live band you know it, it always kind of um you know like to me if you just put me in front of people that that's what i do you know like i have a harder time like if one person comes up to me to like talk to me like at like the merch booth or something that I get really awkward and weird and I don't know how to like connect with you, but put me in front of like a hundred people. Like I can, I, I know exactly what to do. So like, <laughs> like it, it, it's funny. So like, you know, I'll have like young, younger or even, yeah, I'll just have different musicians be like, you know, how do you handle stage fright? I was like, I don't know what that is because like, to me, it's like the more people, this is just more awesome and more epic. I was like, but maybe you could teach me how to like talk to like one person and make a connection. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah. I'm like weird. No one ever sees me like on tour. Like when the band does stuff, they're like, you know, where, where's Joe? And they're like, Oh, he, he, you don't, you know, you don't ever know where he is. And I'm probably like sitting by a stream fishing or like, you know, by myself, like in the hotel room watching pro wrestling or. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Pro wrestling. Oh yeah. (laughs) Everybody, I'll, I shouldn't tell this story, but I will. No, you should. I was now. on se- yeah, you got yeah, it. I was, I was on 70,000 tons of metal, and it was uh 2016, 2017, one of those years. And I went with my buddy, and he is a huge wrestling fanatic, like always. And he always does like the Hulk. Yeah. What was that? What's his catchphrase? The Hulk, you better watch out, brother, or yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Brother, it's yeah, there's a lot of brother talk in wrestling, like, yeah, yeah. That's uh, <laughs> and, uh, so we went around and we made a mini documentary of all the people we could find mimicking Hulk Hogan. Nice. And we were just wasted. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you, you wouldn't do that sober. No, no that's, not that's, a, that's definitely a, a been drinking idea. Be like, you know what we need? <laughs> I, but everybody, we had like the hugest rock stars on that boat doing it. We, we have like, the fans doing it. We have the staff doing it. We had Royal Caribbean staff doing it. Like everybody did it. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's funny. Like we've made our, we've made our love of wrestling, like known so much. Now we've actually made friends with, with pro wrestlers. So like we have like, so a lot of our, you know, we have friends in WWE friends, like an in indie circuit and stuff. Right. And it, it's pretty funny. So now we get, we've gotten to go to like wrestling events, like children as like, you know, guests and, you know, go back. That's <laughs> so funny. Like, yeah, it's it's, now, it's funny, man. Now you got to convince them to use one of your songs. Oh yeah. Well, actually, there's been a couple. Um, 
I know Dave Mastiff uh, in the UK. He 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 was on What Culture Wrestling. He used Shelter as his opener for a while. Um, yeah, there's there's been a there's been a few. You know, like I, I'm always uh, um, uh, Wrecking Ball Ligurski's from uh, up, up Connecticut way. He uses our stuff, and he's been getting sweet. Uh, cool. A couple different ones. Yeah. So yeah, we we oh believe me, I'm I'm all over that. I'm like, yes, I want to do that wrestling team. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so no, no, that's that's what it's all about. It has to be for like the right wrestler that like you know our whole thing fits, you know. Right. But, but it, and, and and if you've seen you you guys probably have not seen us live. Like we take a lot like from professional wrestling heels. Like if you if you see me on stage, I'm a dick to people. Like it's it's funny. Like we kind of just walk out there with like this ridiculous swagger, and and it, I'll it's, drive it's somebody, just, and people like it. And the more we've done it, the more. Yeah, yeah, we don't go that far, but I mean, like you know, you know, like the pro wrestling heel has the, you know, is is arrogant, has the swagger, yeah. and like that's how we roll out on the stage. And it's if you if you talk to us afterwards, we obviously are all we're still people that raced power wheels in a video, you know, right? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Nice. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I have a beer keg I stand on on stage. That's like, you know, a lot of singers have like the ego box. I yeah. stand on a beer keg. Nice. But it's fitting, I think. Yeah. Such, yeah. A, such a delay. It fits better, you know. It's <laughs> Yeah. That's cool. all. Well, Bruce, you got anything else? That is all I have. Yeah, it's it's it's. Sorry, we got a weird, right. a weird delay. That runs my question. Bruce, where, I'm in Richmond. Where's he? Where's he? Richmond. Okay, okay. My my brother lives in Fredericksburg, and okay. uh, the last time we played in Richmond, um, I remember going there. I I I got a new pair of cowboy boots. That was awesome, and <laughs> and uh, and we went to Guar Bar, which was a yeah. lot of fun. I had balls sign one of my deans on on the wall, like he drew his face on the back. I'm very excited. oh, nice. That's pretty cool. But yeah, yeah they're good people. You know, we yeah. played with them before, you know. That runs me to the end of my questions. Chris, you got anything else at all? I don't, man. I, you know, I really appreciate you taking the time and make sure that you keep us informed of what's going on with your band. Yeah. So that so that we can share that, with, yeah, absolutely. with our social media. Yeah, thank you so much. You know, like we well, you know, we can repost this, you know, everything because you know, we have appreciate it you know like folks like yourself you know that's how we've gotten the word out you know like it's it's uh and you know we've been fortunate enough that you know uh, uh, the music journalists again like yourself understood what we were doing and that's been very helpful like so because right. <laughs> <Yeah, right. laughs> if, 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 if they're if you guys aren't getting it then you know we have, we have problems i've got to say i know chris well, already said it but <laughs> thank you for the for keeping good rock or good music alive for sure i appreciate oh, it hey. Hey, we appreciate it. Hopefully, hopefully we can keep doing it for a while and uh, don't run out of ideas, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. Thank you, my friend, for taking the time. I appreciate it. Anytime. And hopefully I'll see you guys. We're not that far from each other. You know, yeah. we get through that. One. Yeah. Hopefully. If you're in the area, let, let me know. I'll come out and drink some beers and rock out. Game on. <laughs> Game on. All right. Be well, <laughs> my friend. Happy Thanksgiving. Cheers. Well, hey, friends, my name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. 
So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Again.